Oh yeah, sorry, hello guys. <laughs> okay, so guys, you're listening to Tolls Times Jendela. At the beginning of this, you would have heard our wonderful intro- music, introducing music, courtesy of Mr. Dale. Dalit? Dalit? Dalit. 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 Sorry. Dalit. I thought it was Dalit. Dalit. Yeah. Dalit. So, um, yeah, we're going all professional now. Mm-hmm. We're moving up in the world. Definitely. We're getting all bougie on you. So, mm-hmm. like, enjoy us before we start charging you for this ish. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> obviously by now you should know, but in case you don't know, I am Tolls. Oh, yeah. I'm Jendela. There you go. That's it. Yeah, so we're just housekeeping out of the way. We're just gonna get straight into the juice straight for this month. It. It's March, juicy, and we're gonna release this before the end of March, so it will still be March when you listen to this. Amen. But, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a bit going on still. So, like, the soundtrack for my life so far has been Storms' album. You're way too big to be. Ah, messed up the lyrics. Okay, I'll give you another chance to do that later. But no, seriously, Stormzy's album, um, Gang Signs and Prayer. At first, when I heard the title, I was like, I was like, what's G Sap? It's funny because you know, like the way that you read things, like I kept reading it as gasp. Oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I kept reading it as gasp, but yeah, it's G Sap. But at first, I was like, gasp for I was like, Gang Signs and Prayer. Gasp, you know, gang signs and prayer. It sounds like you're trying to be deep, but you've not quite made it to be deep. That's how I felt at first. I was intrigued by it. I thought, I think the perception it gave me was that it was gonna be like um, one thousand percent like all the way through. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that whole kind of power vibe yeah. all the way through, but um. I don't know why I thought that. I guess it's because Stormzy is mostly known as a grime artist. Yeah, to but, this day, his yeah. best known track. Well, all of the tracks that he's basically released Shut up until up. now Sorry. have been grime. So Yeah, yeah that's but I wouldn't call the album itself a grime album unless we're expanding the uh, concept of I don't think is. it's a grime album. No. But then I feel like it's a very British album, but I think that there's mm-hmm. kind of like two ways that people talk about the word grime there's the actual like genre mm. which is like oh yeah very fast rapping yeah created by wiley etc these rascal boy in the corner one of the most like basically the quintessential grime album mm. there's that and then i think there's the culture the lifestyle yeah the lifestyle so yeah. In terms of the mm. lifestyle, it's a grime album because yeah. grime has come become synonymous with just UK, predominantly black, but urban. urban if you want to go that way. I was going to use that word, but then I didn't want to use <laughs> it. Like that kind of UK, urban, like city centric culture yeah. that we've grown up with and we're kind of yeah. like growing along with and we're maturing into. I Do think you think it's just a like, London thing though? Or it's definitely it be... not a London thing. Yeah, okay. No, no, it's definitely not a London thing because I think it's a it is just a whole like uk wide but definitely concentrated around cities so yeah concentrated around, in a city like yeah birmingham yeah. manchester london yeah um sorry all the other cities like glasgow 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 yeah i confused you in it because i said glasgow 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 but yeah like that kind of like gritty yeah. urban life i think yeah. that's what grand because then struggle life like you'll think about other artists who aren't making grime music, but they're still associated with the culture, like other British 
It's like, I feel like Giggs, he doesn't make grand music really at all, but he's still kind of associated with that culture, with that You don't think he scene. makes grand music based on what? He's a rapper. He's a, like, he's a trap rapper. Like, yeah. he's rap. That's, like, I now. I call Giggs, like, one of the few people that's kind of sticking to the genre in kind in terms of lifestyle and, like, I in terms of musical output. recently, he started rapping fast aka spitting but that's a yeah. more recent thing like when you go back to gigs like talking the hardest look mm. what the cat dragged in he was a rapper like i suppose yeah he's a mm. rapper so i that's so for him i look at him as a rapper while skepta will always be an mc to me because yeah, yeah that's what that's, he is. that's who he is yeah. so yeah i think that what about kano kano I was, feel like his album. What was it? What was it called again? Um, I really liked it as well. Seashells or something. What seashells? No. What is it? You I just keep on thinking t-shirt. Um, t-shirt. Whether in the manner, my friend. I just, but that's not uh, the name of the album. I forgot what is doom, the name of the album. Doom, doom, doom. So that's garage. That's garage gang on the album. The actual album is called. Where is it? Kano, where are you? That's gonna bug me. Made in the manner. That's it. That's it. That's Made it, in that's the manner. Made in the manner. Yes. Made in the manner. Like. Kano, I don't know, like he. I feel like album that album was like a, that was a grime album for me. I but think. a grime culture in well, terms of the court, not in terms of the music, because not every track was a grime track. Oh, but then how many tracks does, does it, it take to, to make it a grime? I know album? it's like one of them ones that you can't really define. Yeah. I guess. But I guess because if you're gonna judge by Boy in the Corner, like every single track you love dizzy too much man every opportunity that's her favorite album in the world no seriously it is it is (laughs) like i don't even know how many times i've listened to that album in my life like at one point it was just constant loop like i can listen to a song and i and i I go straight back to like a certain point in my life it's kind of like you know um that's so raven when she has the eye thing and it like zooms forward to the future i never watched that so raven oh okay well this guy this whole example is (laughs) (laughs) but anyway yeah i love the z but back to stormzy yes back Um, to stormzy it's like it's so i feel it's a great snapshot of like that kind of UK culture now. Yeah, and how it's evolved. How it's evolved and how people are maturing in yeah. terms of their skills, their artistry. Mm. And it's a very like musical album. That's what I wanted to say. Like in terms of like the production and the composition of track, like I, um, when I'm listening to album for the first time, I try and make sure I listen to it sequentially. And yeah, I really definitely. just loved the way everything flowed into yes. each other. The, the storytelling was on point. And even just the the mix and matches of the different kinds of musical yeah. genres that were used for different yeah. things, I was just like, mm, like my guy's actually sat down and thought about how this Proper. all interlinks, and he's like, ah, oh, he's made he's made a, a a full course meal. Do you know what I mean? There yeah. was starters, there was no, mains, there was desserts. Like, you know, like when it's like you have like a meal and you have the certain taste yes. to offset the other. T- it was like you listen to one there track. There was tapas. <laughs> You listen to one track and the next track is different but somehow complements yes. the track before just exactly. so perfectly. Exactly. So I think that is definitely going to be a classic um, British album. Yeah, especially, yeah, I feel like, especially for like the late 20, not age groups, like this, just this, um, I'm trying to talk in terms of the years. Like, I feel oh, like it. Yeah. I don't, like what are we even going to call these years? Are we I don't know, it's hard to it? sounds a bit dumb, like, does naughties apply to this? I've heard people. Refer Isn't naughties the nineties? Uh, 
No, no, no. Nineties. The, the noughties was like two thousand to like two thousand ten. But then like twenty tens. The twenty tens. Yeah. The teens. I don't know. <laughs> Cringe. But yeah, Either I feel way. like um, I feel like it was good in that respect. I also feel like um, it was really relatable. But maybe that's just me speaking. I don't know. I can't speak for everybody in the world, obviously, who's listened to it. But I feel like it speaks for a lot of people who grew up in that kind of lifestyle and stuff. And um, he just... um, It was very, very personal, but it was also very relatable as well. And I think the the depth of the the personal in Stormzy's album probably shocked quite a lot of people yeah but it was it was such a pleasure ready. to listen to it was like it was. i was just like oh Stormzy i'll be happy right now <laughs> do you know what i mean you're like, I was twice like, my size but i just want to give you i a know hug. because you might just have this perception of Stormzy, and if you all you've seen is the videos of him doing shut up and all that yeah. stuff you might just think oh just another loud tall black guy who's like imposing or whatever but um this there was just like so many shades to this album and just in terms of him describing his life and the things he's gone through and then him bringing his mum out and doing the prayer that everybody knows oh my days and it was Uh, so and it was like you got to proper understand him and his background yes exactly and i think it's like an autobiographical it was very autobiographical i think because i feel like you definitely got to understand him more as a person and then that made you like him. Yeah. Even if before you thought he was good, but you didn't really have... Like, before, I thought he was a sick, sick MC. Mm. But I didn't have any allegiance to him. Yeah. I just thought he was a really good MC. Yeah, but now you're like... But this, now, I'm like, like no, Stormzy, Come for Stormzy, you're coming for me. Like, <laughs> Literally, you know like, I, mean? I want Stormzy I've to win him. in, like, like, everything that is everything come to you in Jesus' name. Like, I, I mean, it's like, this was a coming-of-age album, I feel like. Yeah. And... And the way he just went about it as well, just like in terms of promoting it and stuff, I thought, you're 23, but you, your mind is sick. Like, you, you're just amazing. Like, there was mm. one day, he must have put a mobile phone number out and I he told people that. to call I called it, you know. <laughs> I actually called it. And it was a voicemail of him saying, oh, thank you for supporting the album, rare, 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 rare. And just like saying oh, like thanks to people. Bless. And obviously, lots of people probably called it. And that's quite a really unique and personal yeah. touch. And then later on, he added to it. It was like, oh, I'm going to be about performing later today. Yeah. Um, text this number and I'll text you the details and stuff. I just thought, you really know who your audience is. Yes. And you're Tapping very clever. Into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And all the press conferences or whatever he's been doing as well. He's been speaking very well, just like representing what he's doing very mm. well. And just not allowing himself to be put sort of in a box by other yeah, people or but just hold or whatever yeah, yeah exactly just representing what he represents very well and not feeling intimidated by the fact that some people just playing are not gonna like it gonna mm. misunderstand it like he's very vocal and i mm. love the fact that he just doesn't care like if you're actually pissing him, him off he's yeah. gonna say something and he's not gonna give a damn yeah. like district like when he said uh. in those <laughs> lyrics like i'm oh, sure whoever yeah. has money in district would did not sleep that <laughs> night because For when real. someone as big as stormzy it's is saying, saying f, f district, district. And people like, yeah, 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 F District, mate. Also, District, for people that don't know, it's this club in West End that has a very racist door policy and they will turn away black women because they think that we're not attractive, we won't appear. And saying this, I've actually been to District. Have you? Yeah, before it got blown up 
for being like racist or whatever. Yeah. Me and my friend, we went there on like a night out, and it was all right. Actually, the band was there, which was really funny. <laughs> um, they played his song twice because they played it first, and yeah. he wasn't in the building. Oh, that's so dumb. So then, what kind of DJ? Literally, like ten minutes later, he walked into the building, and they played it again, and it was like, okay, we've actually already heard this. But anyway. So I've been to District before, like before it kind of like blew up or whatever. I mean, it's like a Western club, yeah, whatever. But recently news has come out and there's been various reports of black women being turned away. That doesn't mean that all black women don't get in, yeah. but there are documented incidents mm. where black women have been turned away and women of other races or lighter skin black women have been or mixed race women specifically have been allowed in. Mm. So um, yeah, that's why... Zombie says F district and we all say F district. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Hashtag F district. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like the fact that he was really vocal and outspoken. And, um, yeah, because I think it was in the last podcast that we were talking about um, that interview where they tried to, like, just do a nonsense about the fact that the police raided his house and thought he was a burglar oh, and whatever. Yeah. So, I mean... Some people after that were like, no, nah, but I feel like he's definitely not that he had to, but I think he's redeemed himself in this in the time after that because yeah, he's just well, he's just been himself. It's, it's not that I he's think, necessarily gone out of his yeah, way to like. I think he's just and, been himself, and it's just the fact that you yeah, like that authentic like that consistency authenticity authenticity it will come through yeah so whether someone liked you because you said this or they didn't like you because it's like as you carry on being about your business you get a fuller picture of who that person is yeah and he has respect for his fans like not saying that other artists don't but he just kind of engages with with people in a completely different way to Mm. what i see other artists are doing and i think that's part and parcel of the the reason why people love him like even if people don't really like that kind of music Mm. i feel like they make extra effort to listen to it just because of stormzy and how he is his character his personality Mm. and then if you do love the music then you love it even more because of his personality and character so and then obviously you know what came out of all of that stuff and it's in a song as well like i think it's in i can't remember what song in which he's talking about it when he had like really dark times yeah i can't remember which one why am i thinking it's cigarettes and curse it's not that no he's but... he mentioned it in a couple of songs like one one line in one song he says that like you were fighting with your girl but i was fighting my depression or something like yeah, that so something he's mentioned like, like a couple different references um in a few songs i think to his depression but i think i think that's like a big deal because <laughs> i think that depression and mental health is something that i see a lot of black women openly talking about like we're coming to a place where we're very open and vocal about it yeah but there's not that many black men talking about it and especially say black men in the in as kind of a significant position within (coughs) the culture as Stormzy because as much as like we love like traditionally grime is very hyper masculine yeah like it's like nothing nothing hurts me nothing touches me whatever yeah like everyone i'm still gonna make it that kind of like really ang like the only emotion that's really been allowed to show is anger so to kind of make yourself vulnerable and talk about the fact that yeah like i had depression and i think that was why because his album was meant to come out before or something or no it was his tour and he cancelled his tour i think Oh, and no one understood why, or at least I didn't understand yeah. why at the time, but then now it kind of makes sense because he had depression uh, or whatever. So to talk about it in, yeah. a kind of, in a very like vocal way, but in a way that he's obviously comfortable with, yeah, like that's a, that's a big deal, which is why it's refreshing. when... Huh? It's refreshing. It's refreshing, which is... And then it's why when you get enemy, <laughs> like... I still can't believe that. So just to bring anybody up to speed who isn't quite aware, basically 
enemy oh, i can't believe it the audacity they took a picture of stormzy so it's not one that they took themselves took a picture of stormzy had him on the front cover of the magazine and then basically spoke about his battles with depression obviously yeah. take paraphrasing and taking quotes from other places where he spoke where he's spoken about it they do not ask his permission yeah. like i don't know in what world and what planet <clears throat> that's actually okay mm. to do that like mental health is mental health how can you actually take some just to sell your magazine like the corrupt the the idea the audacity of it is quite shocking i think they were trying to exploit him in a way that i think they wouldn't with anyone who was signed to a conventional label so stormzy is an independent artist he does his thing with his team by himself he's mm. not signed to any label if he was signed to a big label i do not they think wouldn't they be would able have to do that, that. Lo- they would have lawyers they just would like, they, they would have them so can. far up their backside that yeah. they wouldn't be able to breathe but because stormzy is a artist who is not signed to a label so in their mind probably doesn't have the same legal they basically like, yeah they legal think he was team savvy, that so that they can just put his picture on the front I of the I think that's a real legal issue, though, because that's someone's actual medical history, and mm. you're taking that and you're publishing it yeah. on a magazine. Like, I really would be interested in that. And it's like making that... it the centre. Like, if you mentioned it in passing, that's mm. different. But you're making it, like, the central focus. Of, like, you're putting his face on the front. And I think that the next twist to the tale is the fact mm. that Stormzy said that they'd been trying to get mm. him undercover, and for whatever reason, he hadn't gone undercover. Yeah. So then... By taking him and putting him on the, that's like a oh well you know doesn't we, matter we don't care yeah. whether you want to be on our cover or not we're yeah. still gonna put you on the cover we'll buy that the rights to whatever image like when you it think is about a, it. it is such a massive violation especially when you're talking about something as Delicate. personal yeah. and as taboo as depression mm-hmm. like it's not it's it's not cool at all you can't take words out of somebody's mouth and 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 just do that like he didn't actually sit down and have an interview they just decided to put that out there it's audacity in the highest and if i was being extra 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 i would even i even a part of me thinks that it's because he's a black man and they feel like they can slightly get away with this do you know what i mean i think it is just the liberties he's young he's black and he's not signed to a traditional label so they think that they can do whatever that they want i really hope they can put out some half-assed apology on twitter and did they apologize i didn't see it not like i care anyway they like the editor must have tweeted him and was like oh you know like basically how are you gonna tweet him back a, t- a tweet are you mad? basically our intentions were good we didn't do it doesn't this to matter make money because it, enemy is a free magazine now as yeah. well which i yeah. think even makes it even more because they're trying to shift copies so they know that stormzy is the hottest thing yeah. going right now so they want to shift copies that they can charge x amount for advertising so then they're like yeah we're not free we're a free magazine so you know we just do like as if they're doing it for the love oh, you took an image where like, did you even get permission for the image like to be on the front of the magazine like even the metro couldn't do that do you know what i mean it's it's just it's a madness that's even against all sorts of journalistic integrity well one of the things that i did (laughs) (laughs) daily me i've got no scruples at all but i did look at another um briefly at another article in the guardian and i think they can legally put his image on the front but it's not ethical what they did is not ethical i think that's what it is and i know that working for a large uh, well a kind of famous ish photographer yeah. who's taken the pictures of a lot of famous people people can license those yeah images. yeah that's what i was gonna say as well to be so, used anywhere to yeah. be used for whatever yeah but i think it's just the manner in which they went about the topic that they used and the, and the fact that 
they didn't have his permission they didn't let him know and he and had already begging. yeah turned them down for whatever reason yeah. before to be undercover so i think it's just the whole com- combination of anything and to be honest this kind of for me comes into another issue where i feel like enemy traditionally is not a magazine historically that has covered that's what music. i was gonna say it, it's so random it's more it, for my understanding and knowledge even though i do know they've evolved a little bit it was more to do with like rock and it that was. kind of indie music but and i've noticed this with other magazines as well like there's hunger magazine which is like a fashion mm, magazine yeah they had storms on the cover they've got an interview with lady leisha in like a more recent um issue and it's the fact that these are magazines that before they would give two craps about (laughs) black music artists they wouldn't they would not care like even a magazine like hunger would they even put a black model on the on the front like a fashion magazine i mean there might have been the past but boy to show show me the receipts because i ain't seen no um, issue of hunger with Mm. a black like model on the front and it's like now they're seeing the fact that black artists have been doing this thing without the help of mainstream media so now they're trying to jump on the bandwagon yeah. and they're trying to use these black artists to make themselves relevant to shift copies and i mean if black artists want to put in that's well within their right like for me i think get your money if they're gonna pay you to do that's it, it. Get, get, your coin. W- get your coin widen your fan base whatever so i'm not even sniffing at the black artists who do it but i just yeah. think it's a very like it's like history repeating itself i feel because that's traditionally always been an issue especially in terms of black creatives and black artists Mm. they always seem to get taken advantage of in some way shape or another and it's just oh it's just yeah and these same um, magazines and publications that will use black artists to shift copies they won't hire black writers they won't hire black photographers they won't hire black kind of talented not that these people aren't talented but like the behind the scenes talent yeah they won't put their money where they're at, but they will put them on the front of the cover to sell issues and i think that that's the thing that i've just been noticing and it's just making me just feel really icky about the yeah, whole thing that's the word it's just like mm, it's just like oh, it leaves just like a bad taste it's in literally your mouth. i'm like waiting for you all to fold and die yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can be out here with our like, own products and stuff literally and i think it's just so it's just it's a cynical ploy to be honest it's a cynical ploy but that's literally what as long as we're woke to it and as long as artists are aware and they're not allowing themselves to be taken advantage which is why i also appreciate stormzy speaking as well because some people are oh you know just leave it they're trying to do a good thing or it's more exposure for you blah 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 blah. and it's like no it's about exactly personal boundaries it's about owning your ish and saying you know you you're not gonna like i am going to set the parameters on what my life yeah. and representation is and i think that's important so big up stormzy I mean, for that yeah as well. stormzy is lit and like that album's quite good like because what i find as well just to go back to album sometimes i listen to the album and then i won't listen to it again like i do my run through maybe yeah. listen to it for a week yeah, and i ain't yeah. come back but no i I've, i'll go back to stormzy i'm just like, no oh, definitely like because it's like there's a, there's a song for every single mood i know so like literally. even the little gospel song like I when know. you're feeling a little bit reflective yeah. Yeah, like i'm not exactly. even gonna lie when i heard i'm um, blinded by your grace for the part first time, two or part one Part uh, two struck me. Part two made me feel very emotional. I, yeah. I'm not even going to laugh. <laughs> I felt very emotional listening to I'm it. I'm blinded by your breath. <laughs> I was like, no, that's another thing. When I was listening to the album, I was like, why? Stormzy's I know, man. And his voice is actually notes. good. And it's I saw a video notes. of him um, performing in Westfield, performing in Westfield with um, 
and MK, yeah, and the uh, um, choir, and I was just like, oh, this boy, man, I just, yeah, totally go good, for man. it. It's yeah, good. there's so, something for everyone. I feel like in the album, if you're into like, even, yeah, if you're into like R&B, hip hop, or what else can we say? It's sort of even jazz, kind of. There's that kind it's of vibe very musical, as well. Very, very yeah. musical. It's a very like well thought out album. Yeah. Each song is just down to the features down to the even just like little bits so like when he had the where's carlos <laughs> like the intro to bad boys yeah the in, yeah the little kind of interlude when he's on the phone to like crazy tears yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like and i think that's another thing that i rate as well is that stormzy pays homage to people like all of these little teeny boppers who don't know nothing about grime mm. who kind of come is like he educates them because he pays homage yeah to, to these things there that people wouldn't know about that i remember when we were growing up and it was the risky and you're watching the risky rose and you saw gets fresh on pen talk about ask college like ah and <laughs> no, but the thing is it's not ask carlos i was listening to this the other day if you look at the video he's saying where's carlos where's carlos he doesn't actually say ask carlos know, he but that makes it carlos. even funnier no no it's where's carlos no trust me it's where's carlos okay, he we'll, doesn't say we'll ask watch, carlos um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure he says ask carlos it's where's carlos he said where's carlos no he I does was, say where's carlos like he does yeah. but then he says ask Carlos later, does he? He does. I haven't seen that before. Like, I didn't even know about that because, yeah, I like grind, but I haven't always been like super, super into it. So, the first time that I even saw it was like a few weeks ago when people were talking about this. I watched that, I was like, This is jokes, fam. Nah, it I was so like, joke. He I'm... went mad. What, what are you trying to say? I just went mad. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. No, that was that was. I swear that was like almost the beginning because that was when he was clashing bashy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was clashing I swear bashy. That was like the beginning of the end of like... bashy's musical. <laughs> like, I mean, bashy. Ashley Thomas is an amazing. You're actor. a G. He's doing. I his love thing. you in Twenty Four, man. He's oh doing his thing, but. I swear yeah. that was the first nail in the coffin of his music career. <laughs> like, I swear after that, like, no one could oh. take him seriously doing oh, music again. Days. I swear. I mean, I'm ready to be proved wrong, but he's like, he's a good actor, man. Yeah, he's yeah. Good. very good. I thought he was American. I didn't even clock. What? I'm, no, listen, I, for me, because in that video, he looks different to how oh, he yeah, does he now. Does, yeah, I did not recognise him in 24. It's only when people say, oh, Bashi, 24. Four, and I saw the clip of him talking to some news thing. I said, Buddy, that's Bashi. <laughs> oh my god, I was Bashi. like, What? <laughs> and then I was like, Oh my days, this guy is like actually English because he's American accent in 24 is so good. Like, like, I really like him in 24 legacy. Like, people, British people can do American accent, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to hear about it. British people can do American oh, yeah, accent. no, they can, American but I just people yeah. can't do any other accent which isn't American accent, so yeah, yeah, y'all yeah. really struggle, but yeah, anyway. no shade, but um. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was good. In the t- in the theme of being open, tell us your blog post. Oh yes. Okay. So um, I have a blog. In case you didn't know, it's called A Toll's Life. Um, why did I write that post? I can't remember what happened. Usually, when I write things, the trigger happens. Like it was. <laughs> it's funny because I was literally writing it, and I was on the way to Milton Keynes for work. And I was like, shh, 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 Milton Keynes, <laughs> Watford, whatever. And I was just typing, typing, typing. When I'm, I get into the flow of writing, I need to write it all out then. Yeah. And there. Anyway, long story short, um, it was just a post about um, 
how there's a kind of an attitude towards um, being your own boss these days and it's mm. a really kind of sometimes arrogant and condescending attitude. A lot of people are like, yeah, whatever, but I'm my own boss. Like, that's literally their counter-attack to any sort of negativity or valid criticism that comes mm. their way. It's like, but I'm a CEO. I'm my boss. What are you... I'm my own boss. What are you doing? You're doing your nine-to-five working for someone. Where are you going to end up? Like, and I'm yeah. just like, nah, man. Like, that, that's, that's mm. a stupid perspective for a number of reasons and that's kind of what I expanded on in my post I was like first of all if you're your own boss depending on what you're doing it's highly likely that you'll need other people to work for you and are these people then just dumb people that <laughs> yeah. you, do you know what I mean <laughs> that you were using to guide you on your path to your yeah. higher ambition like, are you going to turn minions. around to your employees and be like yeah but look at you though you're yeah. working for me you know like, <laughs> okay cool exactly so there's that perspective and there's also the perspective of what was the other perspective I can't remember, but it's basically just how that whole idea is ludicrous. And there's people that need to work for people in this world in order for the world Mm. to spin. Because there's people that need to sweep the floors outside. There's people that need to take our rubbish. There's always people in every area and sector of life. There's people that are needed to do different things and play different roles. And some people may not like the roles that they are in. But whether Mm. they like it or not, it's not for you to stand there and say, yeah, but I'm my own boss. Mm. Look at you. Look at you. And, and some people enjoy working for other people or prefer it because working for yourself, it can be a burden. Like uh, whether you're freelance or whether you've got your own business, there's a lot that goes into it. And I know nowadays all we see is like the highlights of it because you go on social media and you mm. see someone who's got their own business or is a freelancer and you just see the highlights of their life, like the flexible working hours, they can sleep Mm. whenever, they can go to the gym whenever. But behind all that, I guarantee you there is serious warfare in terms of like (laughs) finances and getting funding in terms of like even believing in yourself that you can actually do this and that it's actually worth it in terms of just trying to balance and juggle everything and not feeling like you're disappointing people and letting all these people down so i just thought it was really important to like humble a few people do you know what i mean just inject some humility into that whole discussion and be like just relax and chill and stop making people feel bad for being at the le- the level that they are, like it's it's nothing to do with you. If you want to do it's your own job, your do you know what I mean? <laughs> have your own business, whatever. Yeah. Go through, and also like if it's only the first couple of years or so that you're doing this, you actually just need to shut your mouth because majority of small businesses fail well, within the first few years. Yeah. So I mean, like it's humble, just, like humble yourself before yeah, life humbles you. Exactly the boastfulness with which like a lot of people say these things it's just like oh you haven't made it yet you haven't made it even some of these like social startups and stuff some of them crumble within a couple of years and they made millions almost billions so they raised millions from like venture capitalists yeah oh yeah that's another that's another thing as well and all that money has gone to waste yeah i think it's definitely important to have this conversation because like, I feel like people are selling people dreams. Oh like, my gosh, yes, that's Oh, you it. know, just start your own business, mm-hmm. just do your own Where thing, come it from? will be easy. Like, <laughs> no, like, I have friends who are doing their own thing. Yes, mm-hmm. they do have their own business, but they still need to work part-time or whatever mm-hmm. because their business isn't at the place where they're making enough profit to mm-hmm. live comfortably off it mm-hmm. and that's not a shame thing that's just reality yeah that's just the reality they're working so hard to 
get their business to a place where it will be profitable but in the meantime they need to work they need to grind they need to hustle as well they need to work for somebody else they need to work for somebody else and that's them being it's like you don't just start a business and that's it you're cool you're you're floating you know yeah. like i'm waking up at 11 and i'm going to take my meetings in canary <laughs> wharf and then i'm going for lunch and then i'm coming like that's not life like the realist the realest thing is that when you work for yourself you work yourself harder than you than you've ever worked mm-hmm. in your life so it's not a life it's not a leisurely lifestyle it's not a you know kind of just kick back lifestyle and even like when you see people kind of front in and when when i see people kind of front in i'm like your business probably isn't doing that great because you've got time to front 100 percent. because if you were grinding the way that you say you're grinding you wouldn't be have you wouldn't have time to be updating your life unless somehow you're a social blogger and you're getting paid off of your blog post like that's the realest thing and i just feel like at the end of the day the entrepreneur life is not even for everyone like you could and especially for you because you can speak from this perspective as a freelancer and it's, yeah tell the people how hard listen, it is listen like this is like some i will not post on instagram <laughs> for a while because i've got nothing to post because all i'm doing is working hard and feeling miserable hashtag grinding, hashtag grinding <laughs> feeling like i'm not leaving my house all i'm doing is working and it's like, well, I've got nothing glamorous to post, so I'm not going to post it. And I mean, maybe I should start posting a picture of like my dirty kitchen sink and whatever, <laughs> filled with like cups of tea and whatever. Hashtag let... grinding, free... <laughs> hashtag CEO, hashtag boss. <laughs> no, to let people know. But the fact is, is that freelance life is not glamorous. Entrepreneur life is not glamorous. Mm. It is a lot of hard work. And if you want to do it, you're doing it for a reason, do you know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the most pertinent reason... It can't even be money. The mon- the reason can't it. be money. Like, I'm not. not making, like, the most... Be I'm grateful for the money that I do make, let me be real, because, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a blessing to work and get paid mm-hmm. from things that you can enjoy doing. That is a blessing that I do not take for granted. But I'm not making the most money. And I know for a 100% fact that I could be making a ton of money if I went and I got a job. Like, I know that I could, but the reason why I'm not is because I've decided that what I want for my life right now is I want the flexibility to, you know, raise my child, Mm -hmm. to work from home and to pursue my passion projects, which don't make me money Mm. along the side. And that's the number one reason why I'm freelance. And even then, when you're a freelancer, I always say this to people, yeah, you don't have a bus, you have however many like seven buses yeah. because you've got the seven clients on the go yeah you're stressed because you've got a client who doesn't understand the boundaries and will be calling you at 10 o'clock the night before a shoot to discuss something and you're like bruv this is not mm. office hours you know you know <laughs> <laughs> this is not office hours like one thing when you work for someone else when it's time to clock off you clock off that's it don't holler don't text don't call i'm done i'm going home to chill <laughs> when you work for yourself when you work as a freelancer like you like the rules go out of the, the window rules go like... out the window and this is why so many entrepreneurs go through burnout so many freelancers mm. go through burnout so many freelancers and entrepreneurs are dealing with imposter syndrome with depression with anxiety mm. like because it's not a leisurely lifestyle at all it's not a leisurely lifestyle and if you're going to do this, you need to be doing this for a very specific reason because you believe that you've got an amazing product that you want to bring to the world and mm. it's going to change people's lives because you have a passion for a certain industry, because you've decided that you want your life to be a certain way. You can't just be doing it because you want to stunt 
on like Twitter. That's a very useless perspective. Like, it is so. Pers- and I think the other thing that people get mixed up as well is that just because you work for someone doesn't mean that you're not entrepreneurial. Like yeah, there are people true. working in jobs who are carving their way through a company by being entrepreneurial in mm-hmm. their mindset. Like they're seeing a gap. Oh, preach. And they're go- and they're saying to their boss, "Listen, let me take over this. Let me take over that." And they're like they're flying up the ladder because they've got that mentality to be an entrepreneur or have that mentality you don't need to start your own business you can do it in your industry in the job where you're at right now and also like to add another perspective to it as well people at different situations in life like for some people it might not be profitable for them like you just mentioned again it's um the impact of choice kind of because for you the reason why you're freelance is because you because you're choosing to do that work so you could pursue passion projects and also raise your child which is a very important thing obviously and for other people they might not have that to consider and also they might they might have other responsibilities Mm. that they need to consider which means that they need to be in like a nine to five in inverted commas that offers this particular salary or something because maybe there's someone they need to care for they need to fund pay those bills or whatever 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 like everyone's in different situations in life and what I really feel is important is that no one should ever be made to feel a failure because of where they are and where they're working. Yeah. Like the people that you want to cuss and say, oh, but you're working in McDonald's and you're working in Sainsbury's. Do you not go into Sainsbury's to shop and do your yeah. groceries? Do you not go into McDonald's to buy your Big Mac and fries? So who would be there if everybody there is supposed to be chasing all this entrepreneur yeah. entrepreneur life? It's a really debasing kind of mindset where you think that someone who works in these positions or whatever is a lesser human being because yeah. they're not pursuing um being their own boss or entrepreneurship it's just um yeah it's condescension in the highest condescension and you don't know that person's life like yeah that person might be working a nine-to-five or whatever but then they give up their weekends to volunteer yeah and that's where their passion is yeah that fulfills them that fulfills they basically work so that they have money that will pay their rent and whatever so they can use their spare time to do the things that they love i think that people think that everything you do has to earn money as well which is a very like capitalistic mm. way of thinking mm-hmm. that you can have your passion and you can do it and it not earn you money and that doesn't make it any less valid realist, you just man. need to find your way to make sure that you've got i want to find my way head. to money do it <laughs> no but this is it like it's a, that's a valid point as well like you should get paid for what you're good at yeah. but at the end of the day not everything is about a paycheck that's as it. well yeah so i think that it's just people just need i feel like people aren't living in the real world and the fact is is that you can be a freelancer today and then tomorrow say actually i want to go get a job like some yeah. people that we know have to have made that choice yeah and that's a that's a perfectly valid choice as well because like we have times and seasons in life that's right and i know that right now this is my life for this season in a year's time it might be different mm-hmm. someone might offer me the dream job that I've always wanted and I know that I'm not gonna that I won't get this opportunity working for myself and I might go and take that job and I might start working nine to five like I'm not ruling that out because at the end of the day life is mad it takes loads of different turns but you just have to be open to the opportunities that are presented to you so people who are like oh yeah you know like I'm aiming to retire by 30 and did it like good for you bro live in the real world man <laughs> live in the real world because I don't know how you're planning to retire at 30 unless you're gonna go pull off a bank job but I don't even <laughs> I, know I mean I don't know so I just feel like people just need to also stop I think because it comes down to just front because you want people to think a certain thing about yeah, you and think that you're doing I mean? well and that you're like yeah you're people up there people want that like prestige people want that 
like appearance recognition of that and recognition stuff. Yeah. and it's like bruv just do something good and that will come like you don't have to you shouldn't have to front your way to that and all this fronting is it's just foolishness as well because what it leads a lot of people to do is ditching their nine to five it's, it's like because a lot of people you have all these people that says how i quit my nine to five whatever and just like really disparaging of people who work in those kind of things mm. and it's like encouraging people to like take the leap into entrepreneurship or freelancing yeah. be just can you stop lying there can you stop the lies because the reason that you are able to quit your job is because freaking great great or great grandma just died and left you an inheritance uh, or your parents land- real, gave real, you like a a batch thing. of cash and you were like okay yeah cool i can afford to take time off work or quit and focus on it that do you know what i mean some people just aren't even being real in terms of how mm-hmm. they were able to even break into like kind of entrepreneurship and yeah. and doing their own thing they're not they're not coming from a real kind of perspective yeah. so a lot of people who are not so mentally savvy in that perspective in that kind of i don't know what's the word they're not mentally savvy savvy in that respect they're looking at that and they're thinking okay yeah i can do this they go and do that and they really have no business doing that whatsoever because first of all they can't even turn up to the job that they have Mm -hmm. on time like how many times (laughs) are you turning up late a week do you how do you You respond to things at work and you don't have the self-discipline exactly. to do your nine-to-five properly exactly. and now you want to go start a business. Exactly. If you can't even be trusted in your in the business where you work, you can't turn up on time, you don't know how to deal with conflict, you don't know how to deal with difficult people. And now you want to manage. Exactly. Okay. You don't want to, you don't know how to deal with clients, you don't know how to speak to people mm. when you have an issue with people, you don't know how to raise it in the correct way. Until you learn those things, it's better that you don't actually go into doing something for yourself because you're going to come up against that a lot. And when it's just you in your business doing your own thing, it's it's difficult. There's no one to manage up to. There's no one else that can take mm. on the role of speaking to this person and interceding. Mm. It's just you. It's and if you screw you, it up, that's your reputation and that's, that's your, your brand. Reputation, that's your paycheck. That's your brand. That's your whole business mm-hmm. kaput. So... And I think, like, talking about also keeping it real, like, let me be 100% real, like, <laughs> I think a lot of people who are working freelance, including myself, including other people who are starting their business, they have got so many different kind of helping factors. Yes. There are some like people... Family are, support and stuff. Family support. Some people are living at home. Yeah. So they don't have all the pressures of, say, rent or, or bills yeah. in the same way that other people do. So, like, even me, if I didn't get child tax credit my friend like <laughs> uh, like it would be a struggle <laughs> like let me i'm not making money thank god for child tax like credit. thank god for child tax credit Teresa, I'm, don't remove it please my friend like <laughs> i'm i'm like that is what is part of that allows me to live a life where i can bring up my child mm, do you get what i mean literally. and then even then i've had to like right now i don't have a car and that's pissing me Bro. off so <laughs> much but it's because i can't afford it right now and mm. god willing i'll get my savings together and we'll sort that out but it's just like let's just be 100 percent real because there's given there's taken a sacrifice like mm. at the end of the day if i didn't have a mother-in-law who takes my son nearly almost every weekend at least every other weekend mm. like i wouldn't be able to get the work done because do you know what I mean? I'll yeah. just I'd have to look after him. So there's so many different like supporting yeah. actors yeah. in place that make people pursuing their dreams, being entrepreneurs, yeah. being freelancers, like possible. Yeah. So don't ever tell someone or make someone feel bad because they feel like they have to work a nine to five because they don't have 
the opportunity to just casually leave their job. Mm. They don't have a safety net in place or whatever, or they just don't want to. Do you know what I mean? Because they yeah. just don't want to. Like some people just don't. They want yeah, to work on Yeah, some people are happy doing the roles that's, that they're doing, working with people, like that's interacting. Their life, like that's it. another thing. Like entrepreneurs, freelancers, a lot of it's us quite are lonely, very, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we're isolated. Like mm. I was literally thinking the other day. Like the main, like you take for granted how much of your social life and how much of your personal interaction comes when you go to work and you commute yeah. and you do that. Like you miss out on all of that. Like it's such a give and a take. There's so much that goes into it and it's not a lifestyle that everyone should be pursuing if that's not what they're about like some people do a nine to five and that suits them fine and that's the lifestyle they want they want to go into work they want to come home they want to clock off they want to enjoy themselves spend time with their family and know that they don't have to think about anything until 901 the next morning (laughs) when they're back in the office right that's and that's completely legitimate and i understand that completely so at the end of the day, we just we like just make your own decisions based on what is best for you. Yeah, in your stop life. chatting crap out of like your ass. Like, like seriously, don't, you don't have to. You don't like need any day. more articles on why you quit your job. Like, like as in to pursue your dream and how everyone should do it. No, just, no, just not everyone like, should do it. Do you know what I mean? Not everyone wants Relax. to do it. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, people just need to chill, man. Because it's even annoying. Like when I see it, because I'm just like, you're not even telling people this. <laughs> But like, you know people are just like, you're full of rubbish. Yeah, just, just stop it, man. Because, <laughs> And I think for me, the one thing that I always say is the most important is, are you as a person happy? It doesn't That's matter it. what you're doing. Are you happy are you content? And, and content? Are you content? And are you able to be at peace with yourself? Mm-hmm. If you're not, that's when you need to make the change. Whether exactly. you're working for someone, whether you're working for yourself. That's if you're, it. If you're working freelance and you're not happy and you're not content and you're and yeah you get a million likes on your picture of your laptop and cup and your coffee swirled in a particular do you know what I mean (laughs) but if you're not happy and content then you need to make a change exactly and there's no shame like if you're doing the thing for yourself and you're like nah actually this isn't for me and you go back to working for people no shame don't allow other people's perception of where you are and what you should be doing to like Mm. impact your your thoughts your perception of yourself do what you need to do for yourself nobody else counts and And there are so many great nine to five jobs out there there are actually great companies doing interesting Mm -hmm. work working with great people so there's no shame if you don't like your nine to five that doesn't mean that you necessarily need to jump into entrepreneurship it might mean that you just need to find another role in another place yeah which is going to be better for or a different career altogether like I think that's possible as well. Like sometimes people feel like they don't after they've been working for so long in one thing that they don't want to like pivot yeah. and change into something it's else. It's hard though. Pivoting is hard. I feel like I'm hard. always pivoting every couple of years <laughs> or so, mate. Mate, I feel like that as a freelancer. I'm, I'm like, it. okay, so I've been like a photographer, but you know. But I feel like I on a, to... if you're a freelancer and you're tending to be a freelancer for quite a while, it's a bit more acceptable. If, yeah. like, someone's looking at, like, my CV or something and then they're seeing all the roles that I've worked in and, admittedly, quite of them, I mean, they've just been various and they've been diverse. And, yeah, on the plus side, that could show, like, I my diversification, I can You're do a adaptable. number of things. But then on the flip side, it's, yeah, I suppose it could be perceived as just being a bit flaky or not, be, not able to stay in one kind of lane. But, do you know what? At the end of the day, I don't even care, you know. I'm still trying to work my my life out and just find out what exactly I want to do mm-hmm. and what direction I want to go in this life. And I've, I was saying this um, 
I was saying this, was it today or something to someone? I was like, I'm one of those people that, unfortunately, the way it works is like, I have to be in something first before I find out, nah, this ain't for me. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to make it to a point where I get a bit more discerning that I can see from afar that that's not something that I'm going to like. So now, like, um, I'm trying to just kind of nail down exactly what it is that I like because I always know what I don't like. Yeah. But I don't know exactly... Well, I do know what I like, but it's com- it's weird. I don't really know how to describe it. I, all I know is that for the majority of the job roles that I've had in the past, I found out what I didn't like. <laughs> no, but that's... And to be... Like, you're saying that, oh, that you feel like, oh, it's flaky. Like, that's how I feel as a freelancer when people ask me to do something and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like oh yeah aren't you a photographer so would you be interested and I'm like mm, no but I don't want to do that anymore yeah they're I ones, feel like right. I'm, I feel like, like oh, I'm done people are gonna think that I'm like, I'm not serious like people are gonna feel that I'm not like about this life that I'm just flaky like people aren't gonna know what to come to me bef- like to come With, to me for yeah. Like, I'm not going to progress far in terms of my reputation if I keep check. So, I mean, I think it's, like, a fear that we all have, no matter what is, like... But at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, our our path, like, our life path is our life path. And it's going to be an interesting journey. And, to be honest, we're still young. We have it in our head that we need to have our life together by a certain (laughs) age. Asterisk. (laughs) No, like, my dad, like, when my dad turned 50... Okay, that's making me feel better. Okay, carry on. Like, when my dad turned 50, he said to me something like, yeah, like, uh, something like, yeah, now's when life really begins, or Eh. something like that. I mean, if I reach the age of 50, which I will, by the grace of God, I can't even think that far ahead. I can't even think five years ahead. But this is it. It's like, he turned 50, and he was like, I still feel like I've got my life ahead of me. And I was like, that's a great position. Because I I feel (laughs) like... (laughs) I feel like man struggling he's, he's in my life. Talking still. to you like you're a tadpole, like, like no, <laughs> literally. He was like when I was telling him like, like I feel like I just don't know where my life's going. He was man's looking like, at me like you're, you're so funny, like you're so young, like you have like you can't even imagine how much you do time slightly, ahead of you do you. slightly, like slightly, like yeah, like you're still in your twenties, so it's calm, like. But this is the thing, like even at the age of like. 30 like we have it because we because our culture has put so much into us about milestones yeah. and where you need to be at a certain age but it's all just a construct yeah like my grandma passed away last year and that means that my dad and his siblings now don't have a dad and they don't have a mom and they were saying that in nigerian culture that's when you really become an adult when both of your parents have passed oh, away it? yeah because now everything is on you like there's yeah. no there's higher, no yeah, higher power to, like, to yeah. like that you need to like all the decisions you literally just got to get your act together yeah. all the decisions to do with the family yeah come down to you oh, that's crazy so and i was like yeah. right especially if you're the oldest like this is like my dad's the oldest and he's in his 50s and he's like yeah like oh, he just gotta be micromanaging everyone <laughs> like it was like he's just like yeah it's just weird that now he doesn't have a dad and he doesn't have a mom it's kind of like now everyone's coming to him oh, Lord. for the family thing. And yeah. like, but this is it. Like in Nigerian society, in other cultures, it's not until both of your parents are passed away and mm. you're like legit the head, 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 the like yeah. top oh, my days. He's the, he's the top authority. He's the top authority. <laughs> That's when it's like, oh, okay, no, big man. But in like Western society, it's like, well, you're, what you're 30 and you've not and you haven't got a mortgage you haven't got 
your kids, you have a, you're not married, you're not this, you're not that, and it's and then, but that's rubbish. That's oh yeah, absolutely. That's me. <laughs> but it's rubbish, and that's how yeah, I, I feel really, as well. Like when I, I turned really twenty-five, care. I was like, dun dun. dun. I know. Do you remember twenty twenty-five? You're like, oh my days. Like I've <laughs> not done anything. Any, I've not done anything. Like uh, to a certain. I don't know. When I turned 25, I had that to a certain extent, but then there was also an extent of me that just didn't really care because I was just like, you know what, my life's been a struggle. There was no way by the age of 25 I was going to have anything together. Yeah. And then I was just seeing people around me just like panicking. I'm just like, well, chill, man. We're like 25. Like 25. 25. We're only 25. Yeah. And then I guess um, even, I'm not even going to lie, even turning 30, I was just like, okay. (laughs) because in my mind to a certain extent without a shadow of doubt 30 years old but 30 is also kind of young in some respects and i know for myself now that a lot of the stuff that we're told is just very very cultural Mm -hmm. and they don't even also take into account present circumstances as well just how the world is Mm. there was a time in the past that by the age of 30 you really could have all those things done but But life is different now exactly because the generation before messed it up for the rest of us so there we go (laughs) so says jenny but um (laughs) yeah so i mean i don't as personally i don't really feel that great overwhelming like oh oh, my life is just like i really care because one thing that and i've definitely expressly been living in this kind of trajectory since like 25 it's just like i'm living my life because at the end of the day i was literally saying this to somebody yesterday i was saying this to a friend i was like i could die tomorrow or in a year or two years and what if that was the case and i'd spent all this time worrying about all the milestones that i haven't reached when i was never even going to reach them in the first place you know what i mean (laughs) so why it's very important as human beings we stay present and we enjoy the present for the things that the present can offer us whilst also planning for the future but not allowing our plans for the future or dreams for the future to suffocate out to to suffocate our present enjoyment and present presentness if that makes any sense no that makes that makes a hundred percent sense i've read somewhere and i'm gonna mash up the quote but it spoke to me at the time but it was something about how we cheat on our present with our future Mm, like we're so constantly in the future that we're not giving our present the right kind of attention the right kind of time the right kind of love that it needs Mm. and at the end of the day you can reach certain muscles they will always be a problem there will always always more issues issue like new levels new devils no this is it because even now sometimes i'm like oh right like i really want to have another child too man because i want to get all my child like childbearing done before i turn this age and it's like you know what what like what what is even that do you know what i mean like what is that, that desire? like why do i have that desire why do i have it in my mind that i need to rush out on my children so i can really get my life started like who told me that that was what life mm. was about it's all messages that we're given by other people so it's like yeah you might not be where you thought you would be or you thought you should be mm. but you are where, where you, are. You, you are where you are so you have deal to, with it <laughs> no you have Basically. to make the most the best of it and you have to make sure that at the end of the day you can sleep peacefully at night That's that it. is my goal if i can't sleep peacefully at night Mate. why can i not sleep peacefully at night and what can i do in this moment yes to, to have that peace that is me that is the only resolution that makes sense because Absolutely. anything else you're wasting your time you're wasting your energy and you'll you drive your yourself sleep? crazy <laughs> and you'll lose sleep and That's you'll it. look butters because sleep is the elixir of youth so. <laughs> yeah man anxiety and depression over these kind of things it's not the one just get peace within yourself and that's it pursue peace 
and like yeah. as long as you have peace within yourself what anybody else says what anybody else wants from you or thinks where you should be whatever yeah. it doesn't even matter like seriously yeah. people i think it's a really serious message as well don't allow outside pressures the pressures from was, people that don't even say. know what your life is like yeah. or you know or trying to yeah. project their ideas or perceptions of where you should be do yeah. not allow it to um what's the word well basically just don't allow it to scatter you don't to a point to where you're falling you. into depression you're yeah. anxious you're that like is, oh my gosh i haven't yeah. got this i haven't got that think about what you do have thank yeah. god for that like take time to cherish and enjoy that and explore new things as well because a lot of the times i hear people complain about oh my life is this my life is that i'm saying what are you doing though are you not doing the same thing that you were doing three years ago but still you want this certain result to happen how is that going to happen mm-hmm. if you're still doing the same things that you were before you've got to start doing new yeah. things exploring new territories go outside meet some people randomly talk to them yeah. find new books to read find new groups to join do something different stop doing the same thing and thinking things will come to you in this life they will not come to you you have yeah. to go and get them yeah. and this stop full and stop feeling like you have to fit into really traditional concepts or boxes of do you know what it in to using as as an example like gender boxes um for male and female whatever just do what you want to do and let that be that don't let anyone tell you ah hey a woman doesn't you know a man cannot no even do it like that what's this just do what you want to do be responsible Take ownership of your actions and the consequences that might come out of this and have peace within yourself. Don't yeah. allow anyone to har- harass you, no, you know? I think that is very important, especially if you come from a culture where you have pushy parents, you have opinions mm-hmm. and have their desires. And yeah, we understand that our parents want certain things for our life. But at the end of the day, this is our life. And these are the cards that we've been dealt. And you have to, like, one of the things that I always remind myself, especially when people are telling me, oh, you know what, you need to get Amari International, you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that. Wait, how old is he? He's barely been born. (laughs) But it's like, at the end of the day, like, if I do something and it's my decision and it goes wrong, then I can deal with that because that was my decision. If I do something based on someone else putting pressure on me Mm -hmm. and it goes wrong, Mm. I'm going to sit there screwing at that other person, but that other person isn't feeling the pain. Exactly. Like, that's my life that's messed up for whatever reason. So, I mean, it's definitely hard to draw those boundaries, to draw those lines, but, like, we're adults, man. At some point, we need to learn how to do it. That's it, exactly. you got to take accountability for, like... The things you allow to impact you and affect you and for the choices that you make. You can't forever be blaming somebody else for where you are in life. At one point, you're going to have to be like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm going to live my life. And if you don't like it, then you can lump it. Obviously, you're not going to say that to your elders, but just think it, innit? <laughs> <laughs> just think it in a respectful way. Yeah, and exactly. the thing that I've started trying to do is that when someone makes a decision a suggestion sorry i'll be like thanks i'll be like oh thanks i'll think yeah i'll I'll take that into consideration Mm. no one can say anything to that once you said i will take that into consideration yeah they might not like it because you haven't said yes 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 yes, i'll do exactly what you say but they can't screw because you said yes i'll take that into consideration (laughs) shut down that's it that's it life lessons from toes and gender oh my gosh like seriously bam (laughs) We're like Solomina and Solomina. Like, what? no. I I was trying to say like a female version of Solomon, but oh. I just totally <laughs> messed up that metaphor entirely. <laughs> Maybe you should even cut that out. Ah, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Swiftly onwards. 
Yeah, what are so, we talking about next? I can't even remember. Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, what we're going to talk about it. Oh, Chima, Manda, So, skipping past the whole point of, uh, what is it? The whole argument of whether transgender women are women or trans women. Let's skip past that. Yeah, so I don't... Because man can't bother that. still. I have my opinions. I don't care if you like it or not. But. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, but the thing is, I've come to a place where I don't even feel the need to explain it to anybody is what it is. Um, skipping past that bit, I guess we just kind of wanted to discuss how when she made her um, remarks and her comments, there was just... Um, the response. Yeah, yeah, you always have those, a backlash of people. And this is the thing, this is the problem I have with social media at the moment, or I have had for like a year or a few. Like, as we've said before, it's an echo to... Chamber. Chamber. <laughs> it's like it's called chamber. <laughs> it's an echo chamber. Yeah. Um, and if we're honest, like most of the people on social media are probably like lefty liberals because we have very liberal opinions and views. But the problem that we encounter when entering into these kind of uh, sensitive discussions and topics is that there is no room for anybody to be anything but a lefty liberal whose um, interpretation and concept of constructs like such as i don't know womanhood gender feminism whatever are constantly expanding like i feel like these spaces are filled with people who are their mindset is that it's, it's different it's actually different to the majority of the world because i guarantee you come on social media no one gives a damn like i feel like saying that every time someone's like screaming at somebody through tweet for five million tweets and doing a thread that gets retweets it's like you're pulling all, all the retweets here but go outside into real life no one gives a toss about what you're saying do you understand that i don't think a lot of people do mm. and the problem and i think the issue that i have is that um because there's such a high concentration of people that think in this way people number one take it for granted that everyone thinks in this way number two develop a just a severe intolerance to anybody who might have a different worldview mm. or concept of things outside of what they believe and i always find it ironic because it's like you're here you're saying oh no one's taking this into consideration you're trash you're cancelled whatever but the same intolerance that you're campaigning against or you're saying that other people have is the same that you're showing outwardly mm. as well. I think what we need to do as a people is to be able to express our opinions. And also, when someone has an opinion that's different to you, that is not synonymous with hatred. Please, can we just get over this? Because that really pisses me off. When someone's like, I saw someone called her... I, it was it was such a tongue twist. Was it a t- trans misogynistic feminist? If I even oh, begin to unpack what that actually means, you understand that what the person said is actually nonsense. Like, that doesn't even make not make any sense within itself. But I just thought about how the fact that there is actually an unwillingness to have any sort of critique about worldviews when it comes to these kind of discussions. Because fair enough, if your concept of womanhood is that, you know trans women are women and there's and that's that do you know what i mean it's women there's no trans women before it but is there room on this planet on this earth for people who might think otherwise without you having to resort to like personal attacks or start dragging them or cancelling them or saying that what their opposing opinion is equal Mm -hmm. to hatred that's the issue yeah i think the big issue that I had was the fact that people were trying to cancel Chimamanda. <laughs> just like, as a whole. Just as a whole. God, and take her back. Like, the fact that you can have 
like I actually read an article about this. I can't remember who it was by, but just the fact that you're the, you're disposable. You are useful to me until you say something that I don't uh, like. Uh, then I will article. dispose of you. Yeah. And the fact that so the person who was writing this article didn't agree with Chimamanda's okay. comments on what she said. Yeah. But she was basically saying that in kind of african kind of culture and community there's this idea that even if it's like you're a community so even if you do something wrong even if you disagree you don't get dashed out of the community Mm. it's like if i feel like i need to educate you Mm. then i'll educate you but it's Mm. like this whole kind of idea where the links still remain do you know Mm. what i mean it's like we kind of we still move together and that's the issue that i had where it's like someone says something that you don't like and now all of a sudden they're cancelled they're disposable everything that they've done up until this point Mm. is rubbish and mute because they don't agree with me on this one point or they don't talk about this issue in the way that i want them to and and you know what that really reminded me of kanye (laughs) not even kanye (laughs) self-righteousness in the church like okay. it really reminded me of self-righteousness because I was like, "There's like, where have I felt this before?" And people want to talk about how Christians are very self-righteous mm. and hypocritical and whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's what it reminded me of because it's like you've got your standard of what a good and perfect person mm. is. That person is not living up to mm. all okay, hey. all eight points of my standard. <laughs> Therefore, that person is disposable yeah. and is dashed to the side. And that's what you get with self-righteous Christians who yeah. are like, well, to be a Christian, to be a good person, you need to be this, 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 <laughs> this, and this. And if you don't 100% conform to my idea of what a holy person looks like, mm-hmm. then you're, then basically you're saying the same thing. They're cancelled. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're going to burn. So <laughs> when I was seeing this kind of like, ferocious backlash and it got a very personal so quickly <laughs> like that day i actually cancelled my subscription to work Twitter. i'm done now <laughs> i'm officially done i don't care anymore like, i have my opinions that's it like when i saw this ferocious backlash i, I was didn't like, even see anyone with people because i what i saw was just like people opposing her views obviously whatever and doing their whole tweet storms or as people do mm. i didn't actually see anyone doing like a personal attack on her personal and uncertain but then i think it's like it's the way that you talk about people that's when it gets put like there's there's i don't agree with what you're saying x y and and this is why x y z yeah boom that is you not agreeing that's a counter attack but when you're now saying you are this, you are that, you are you are misogynistic and you're vile, you're hateful, you're all like that's when it starts getting personal because now you're not opposing that person's view, you're now opposing that person as a human being because you've now made a judgment mm. on that person based I mean, on the fact that you don't know what they said. The only thing that I would say with that, though, in in terms of those insults, I'd say misogynistic is probably separate to that because that's not such a... That's true. That's more talking about say, the worldview of yeah. the person as opposed to that is true. their personality themselves, yeah. which 
which a person is entitled to say that of her, whether I agree or disagree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's when you're actually, yeah, saying, oh, you're trash. Yeah, you're you know trash, what I mean? Whatever. And I don't understand when we that. got to the point where people literally cannot stand to hear from someone who has a different view. You know, do you know, I don't actually mind the fact that there are racists in the world. That sounds wild, <laughs> but I don't mind the fact that I there are. I mean. It's like... Because I believe in free speech and as long as they can't impact, you know... Um, then I having a serious impact on like I don't know, say my job or whatever, not preventing me from living my life. The fact that they have that opinion, I, in some senses, I don't actually care, mm. and I think that they're entitled to have that opinion. But what we have now is a generation of people that have grown up very entitled. It's like a they've grown up with social media and just the way social media can be really fickle. Like it goes with certain mm. waves of. Um, fashion in terms of yeah in terms of what's going on in society at the moment and it becomes mm. very at a very intolerant place and the thing is the way a lot of these people are talking on social media do you know you can't even speak to people like that in real life you're gonna no, get a hot, you, catch a hot slap like seriously people like that and i feel like i do sense that sometimes when you get like you said lefty liberal but when you get the backlash like when you start catching the dragons and whatever from that it it becomes very hypocritical because it's like everything that they would object to coming mm. from a racist or a misogynist or you know, like the tone yeah. the characterization the way that they talk about it but then because they believe that they are 100% right, mm. they are entitled to condescend, they are yeah. entitled to talk down, they're entitled to make comments about your appearance, they're entitled mm. to X, Y, and Z. Like, I find that, that just reminds me of self-righteousness as well, because you believe that you hold the absolute truth, that you can talk to mm. people, talk about people, mm cancel people whatever like you've got the authority to do that and no one should be able to challenge you because you have the absolute truth and that is who you and are and that's that exactly so yeah. i found i just find it really funny just how much of that that was some seriously passionate like just you know reminded I mean? me of like them proper super righteous super christian i'm holier than you like attitudes of some christians that's what i think that's what this whole saga did kind of for me as well it made me like reflect on some other situations in which like that kind of um approach to things or it can come across like that say if it's an issue about racism or something i just think that as human beings and obviously a lot of the people that are saying these things they're young and they've still Mm. got time they're still working things out for themselves in their mind and Mm. to a certain extent they're going with the trends but as you get older and more mature you learn how to articulate yourself better and you learn that you don't always respond to things that you don't like with such vitriol with such passionate hatred and and just things like that you learn how to frame words in a very careful way it doesn't make sense yeah exactly respond like that exactly it's you're not, not you're not gonna change someone's mind speaking to them like that by condescending them like, no no one has ever <laughs> or educate them no, no, no one wants to listen to you i wouldn't want to listen to you do you know what i mean like, if your goal is truly uh, education and truly engendering understanding and all that stuff you actually have to learn to discipline the way in which you write and the way in which you speak the way in which you communicate to people in general to do it do so in a way that will help or inspire people to listen to you because mm-hmm. that now you're just ranting for the sake of ranting for your retweets mm-hmm. and your likes that's it because you're yeah. not changing no one's mind like that yeah no it's true 
so true. that's why i was like i saw that all get popping off and i was just like you know what i'm tired of this because i was seeing all sorts of new terminology coming out of it and i was just like i'm actually and done. sometimes that's the thing that like annoys me about and i'm gonna say this as someone who does identify as a feminist who can go on a little rant here and there on twitter when i feel passionate about something or whatever else but i just feel like the whole like it's like there's a certain kind of pride Mm. it's like i know everything listen to all these new amazing terms that i know about let me educate you you people don't know so my days bam here's what the real deal is like listen to the truth straight from my mouth not everyone and swallowed just, an encyclopedia of like, modern social even, blah 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 it don't even make sense immunism like, amonism disexuality this that like normal people most your everyday today people probably will not even come into contact with the majority of these terms in a and, lifetime and the fact is that if you actually want to reach people that is not the way to do it i feel like people taught that way because they want to feel like yeah it is yes. it's part of like yeah i know what i'm, I'm talking I'm about legit. I'm yeah exactly because man knows, <laughs> man knows the terms man knows the terms i know things like out. you don't know and Them teams there. i can write an essay on this have you, you read audrey lord hmm? <laughs> <laughs> have you have you but i the other one that everyone loves I don't know. The other feminist. Bell Yeah, that's it. Have you read Bell Hooks? And it's like, even like with our, so like what people call their so-called faves, it's like you're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna agree with everything. Like uh, there are some things with Audrey Oh, problematic Lord, faves. That's people's Problematic faves. Like there's some things with Audrey Lord which I really, really like mm. and I agree with. And there's other things that she's written about or she spoke about and I'm just like, mm, I don't know about that still. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly yeah, that's fine, normal. Like that's perfectly normal. Like we are not here to be part of a cult. Like, <laughs> exactly. And I just find this so interesting how so many of the ways that people talk about who are anti religion talk about religion. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that applies to any kind of sociological viewpoint, exactly. worldview, or belief system. We know this. Like, you can, but people don't, because the way they thought, like, you can be like, oh yeah, you just believe anything that your pastor says. Well, you just believe okay. anything that your faith <laughs> says. Like, your faith can say, like, there's no space for conversation, there's no space for dialogue. It's either yes or no, in or out. Are you part of our clique or are you not part in of it? Our it's clique? very cliquey, isn't it's it? It's like, and I'm just a bit tired of it to be honest and I definitely like when all that Chimamanda stuff popped off I was just like I withdraw I just looked I off I was just like I looked at it <laughs> I, I don't flicked around to get it, said my piece and I was just like I'm gone like I don't care to get involved and then no. there's like one kind of Facebook group that I'm a part of <laughs> that is generally very good it's very like positive and it's quite a nice space <laughs> But uh. some of the like someone must have posted. So obviously there are a lot of like black women who are Chimamanda fans. Yeah, in there. Okay. So they are trying to like wrestle with them not agreeing with what she's yeah. saying, or they're trying to wrestle with the fact that their other fave doesn't like what she said. So they're trying to like come oh, yeah. around to this. Like yeah, but yeah. Like, I still respect her. And then you get other people who are like, oh, all you people caping for Chimamanda. Oh, I hate that word. And it's like. When someone start, you know, when there's a certain way that people start speaking, and you already know what, like, it's like what it's gonna sound like. When some people off. they say, I think my trigger words, yeah, are caping, 
what, what's another trigger word for me that I just can't stand and I already know like so my another trigger word man I don't care man sis when anyone starts using sis I'm done I'm not even I don't want to hear like because <laughs> it's like more times it's just used in that really well it's because you're a sis this 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 that's why you don't understand <sighs> You know what? I, I admit that when I when I use the word because I know that when I use the word cape in myself, I'm using it on purpose in a very inflammatory <laughs> way to dismiss <laughs> whatever this person who I'm referencing is talking of about course, because man. they're caping. Like it's like you know the that's right. That we you... all do it at some point. <laughs> like, it's just like sometimes nah, events like this make you think inward and like hmm, on what occasion have no, I come across it, it like did, this? Do you it, know what I mean? It did. It definitely yeah. made me think because I was like, God forbid, I've ever come across in the way that these people who I see and generally like and before might have had all the respect for okay but then even then I'm not gonna now cancel you because you tried to cancel Chimamanda I'm not because that will be hypocritical do you know what I mean I'm not gonna wipe everything off the face of the earth what you how said. does one even cancel someone I don't I don't it's I don't Is know it it's a psychological position <laughs> It's a psychological African Americans the other day. I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't remember what African happened. African Americans, you're cancelled. But I've reinstated you. Not cancelled anymore. Like <laughs> I've no, undone. No. I've cancelled the cancelling. Cancelled the cancelling. It was something that happened, and I was just like, "Now nah, you look." No, but they've been doing a lot recently. <laughs> like I'm sorry if there's. I don't know if any Americans listen to us, but like your people have Hi. been. You've been doing a lot, a lot. We a exist, lot. you know. Can I just say that we exist? I know, That's all I want to say. We exist. And we've got our lives and we've got our we've like we've got our own experiences got that our music you, as well stop coming for drake or ari gigs and uh, yeah like just because respect you, us no we don't you, need you to we don't need you. just because you don't understand our culture because it hasn't mm. been forced down your throats the way that your culture has but... been forced down our throats and I'm not saying that's your fault but it has just because you don't understand our culture doesn't mean that you that we're irrelevant and that you know anything about and that's and that's just another topic i don't even want to get i into know man like i don't even want to get into positive it. vibes only positive vibes but in relation to what you like were getting kind of upset or americans were getting kind of upset about because the first thing that happened that made me just want was the Samuel L. Jackson talking about black British actors. Oh, yeah. But he was only talking about that because Get Out is a sick film. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Hate him. But to be fair to Samuel L. Jackson, he did backtrack. Yeah, I saw his yeah. little he did, uh, like, apology thing. And that's another thing Samuel, that Samuel, I was ready do. to cancel you, Dave. And I was, I was ready, ready to cancel you. Have you seen that meme where it's like, it's not a meme, it's a question like, who would you get rid of? I changed it to Samuel after the comments. Because <laughs> before it was going to be... Was it was it gonna be? So it was like um, I was about to say Chris Brown. Of course, it wasn't Chris Brown. Chris it was Brown. Samuel L. Jackson, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne, Eddie Murphy. So many people were ready to cancel Eddie. I said, "What? Don't you? Mm. Do you watch Beverly Hills Cop?" And it's because like, he hadn't done that until relevant recently. But, That's yeah, so it's people have got short memories as well, man. True. This is it. Like you could be doing the most in your life, and then you go quiet for a little bit. You say one wrong thing, and people and are like, "What they ever does life in it?" So like, it was Will Smith. Um, Morgan Freeman, Samuel L. Jackson, and Lawrence um, Fishburne. Fishburne, and um, Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy, and Denzel Washington. I, I think I said it. get rid of Morgan. Morgan, because oh. what what's Morgan been in? Okay, Bruce Almighty. Was, I liked him uh, in that. He was good. Like his and Green Mile. Yeah, was it Shawshank or Green Mile? Yeah, sorry. Is it Green Mile or Shawshank? Um, well, whichever, whichever one it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whichever one. Yeah. Um, 
Nah, he's, he's done Eddie, his I love. Too. Will Smith, I would have let him go if not for Fresh Prince. No, Will Smith yeah. is a G. I'm sorry. Eddie, I can't let go. There's no way. Like, there's no way. No, there's too Eddie's, many films that Eddie is I'll, legit did and his like, comedy. I can't really let go of anyone, to, any one of them, to be fair. Like, it would have been Samuel Lawrence and Fishburne, like the Matrix. Lawrence, Blackish, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Blackish as yeah. well. But oh, yeah, the Matrix has and, just um, cemented him in. Every, you know and the, Tina Turner. You know, maybe. Will Smith was meant to be Neo originally. Was he? Yeah, I didn't know that. Nah, nah. Keanu but luckily did the job. for um, Keanu Reeves, he wasn't because Matrix yeah. made Keanu Reeves boy. boy, boy, boy. Will Smith had other chances to make himself. I mean, he has. He's had so many opportunities actually, more than your average black nah, actor. He has. I think. Yes. Denzel, has. there's no Denzel ain't going no nowhere. It's he like Denzel. No it's like Denzel won't do any. He could not do anything for fifteen years, and he's still the most relevant he's black too actor. Fire. <laughs> Like, do you know, I'm just going to hey. love Denzel more. Like, I feel like in his twilight years, that's a bit rude still, but his later <laughs> years, the wisdom and the stuff that just nah, comes out so of him, good. I'm just oh, like, he's, so he's undergone a renaissance. He's just like, ah, uh, and every time he speaks, I'm just like, can't, when, when's your church going to open? Like, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. Nah, the Denzel Lord is speaking through Ah, uh, Denzel has style. got it from, ah, uh, yes. But, time. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. What has he done? He, no, he's done. Like oh, he's the, the most. I swear he's like the highest paid. One of the highest paid actors. Like the most. Nah, I think work. that's Will Smith. Sure, mate. He's got a film out. I like he. His work. He's rate in Quentin is Tarantino crazy. stuff, isn't it? Is this some? Yes. Yeah, he's in love Quentin Django, Tarantino stuff. He was in Pulp Fiction. Oh, like yeah. he's been in. Samuel's done things, you know. It's but true. But I respect him because he could when he when someone dropped the bars and the knowledge and why yeah. he's coming to a trash. He, he was came like, back and that's said, legit. Yeah, "Yeah, noted. Like, okay, I'm yeah. taking a seat. Let me know. Do you know what I mean? Like people, you can do that. You can apologize. You can backtrack. You can say, listen." It's not even backtracking because backtracking is negative because that's when no. you try to do a U-turn without admitting that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But you can apologize. See Oxford Dictionary definition. Well, you know. <laughs> I do try. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, so you can do that, but it's cool. Well, who's sorry? I even it was my fault because we were talking about Get Out. We're not going to do no spoilers. Don't worry. No spoilers, but, but Get um, Out is a sick film. Okay, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about it. How did you feel about the film? Oh yeah, we were having a discussion earlier. I was like, let's wait till we're on the podcast. And now I've forgotten everything I was saying. Um, what was I so saying? So you were saying that people are saying it's amazing. But you oh yes, you okay, yes. That. So for anyone who's going to, I would say that everyone should see it. Like, it was yeah, so funny. I tried to like try and convince some of my um, Oimbo colleagues to go and see it, And I just didn't describe it right. Because I mentioned the word race. And, that, and, and they were like, shut <laughs> and shut down. Doof. <laughs> <laughs> Close. in their mind I could just see like yeah. the eyes rolling inside their head like yeah. nah I should have just said horror and left it at that yeah. anybody else who's arsons and I've just said it's a horror film mm. um, but yeah a lot of people say oh it's amazing it's amazing I think it's really good I'm not sure if I could call it brilliant or amazing yet and but just in a way the things are done in, within it I think it's very clever and mm. yeah it's like I was seeing certain demographics may not fully understand 
just how brilliant some parts of it yeah. are. <laughs> it is. It's one to unpack. But because people had said before, like, there's lots to um, unpack, I went there with a mindset of, like, I'm paying attention to everything. Yeah, so I feel I like that. I was able to yeah, unpack yeah, it right yeah, there yeah, and then, yeah, as I opposed to that. thinking... My mind was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like... You know that meme with the calculations? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The one with the calculus was like... That was me. I was like, okay, I was like... Noted, filed. Okay. Literally. Bring back. I think it was a really great film but i don't i don't really like the word amazing because sometimes yeah. i feel it's a bit patronizing it was like oh that well that was amazing i can't call I everything amazing so, only certain things can be yeah. called amazing that's too because much of a it was word. like i think amazing as in like oh it has to take your breath away it didn't take my breath away mm. but it was a very very good film yes. and it was one of the films that i think i've enjoyed the most watching yeah. like just gen- you know like mate it was can, like the experience the in the experience. cinema listen uh, we don't want to spoil hey, it for you when you go into the cinema you will, you will in just the cinema was just Bruh. like so this is so i went to go watch it um with my sister and peckham the audience because you know peckham's changing Bruh. these days oh is it so oh, the audience scary. was like 60 40 white to black i would okay. say yeah majority white but there was a healthy proportion of yeah. black people. Black people trying to sneak in their KFC and get in. Is it? Oh my god! Like, my That's friend, please, 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 please don't embarrass us. Oh my gosh! I but sneaked any- in popcorn still. Oh yeah, we sneak in popcorn still. But don't try sneaking hot food. That's like what you're trying yeah. to do because you can smell that a mile off. I've, I've done but, KFC in the cinema. I mean, still. back in the day, I wouldn't try to do it now. Even back in the day, like, okay, like, okay. last year still. I, I don't condone <laughs> those moves there. <laughs> but, so yeah, we went to go watch it. And so there was like a white couple in front of us who were very uncomfortable. Really? Like, could like, you, you tell? Could, you could tell. There was one next to me and they were laughing. Like they were, they were so it. uncomfortable. And my sister is one of those loud cinema goers. <laughs> so when certain yeah. things jumped out, she was like, ah, ah, oh my gosh, oh my, like proper yeah. bear commentary. At one point I was like, chill, 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 chill. Yeah, but was- so they were, so I don't know if it was her or whether it was just the the other, because they were bear commentary laughing. Like at some yeah, point yeah, there was people so much. were clapping. Of course, man. At the end it was maybe a standing ovation. Mate, mate. Like, so they were very uncomfortable, but the rest <laughs> of the people, I think quite enjoyed it. And as we were walking out, there was like one group of white people and there was one like white man. It was like, yeah, that film was amazing. That film was so good. So I think that a lot of people in that cinema enjoyed it. Yeah. I think a lot of people like just judging by the audience reaction it was very much a like a community gathering but you could yeah. tell that all the people coming in it was like the black people scattered throughout the audience yeah. it was like we were in a separate <laughs> screening to yeah. everyone else because we were like talking it's like someone would say something and then everyone would and then all the black people would like laugh in response because we understand mm. the kind of that's colloquialism the there's or a difference the between like enjoying it and understanding it because i think a lot of people enjoy enjoyed it, it but yeah. whether they'll understand the like, subtext and the so nuances yeah like, so it felt like a private a private open joke or open private joke yeah yeah it, and the thing that proper got me was the fact that it was like how do you make a film with so much cultural relevance Mm. so many different 
little bits of commentary about this interaction and that interaction. But ultimately, it isn't a preachy film. It isn't a film that's yeah. like, hey, no, listen, race, let's talk yeah, about that. Exactly. It's just genuinely in There's no defining moral at the end. There's of it. no like defining moral moment yeah. where Martin Luther King stands in front of the crowd. <laughs> and, like, in the thing that like really spoke to me is that I didn't try to make this whole film comfortable for white people, but yeah, it was so enjoyable that it was like white people like still cost, enjoyed it. They enjoyed yeah, it. The, and yeah. one of the things that um I was listening to like so I start I didn't listen to no podcast. I didn't read nothing about the film yeah. until I watched it because I didn't want no spoilers. Yeah. But I did know that um that like I knew that people saying there's a lot in it. So I went in there like yeah yeah to, yeah yeah ready to ready, ready to catch all the little <laughs> gems and whatever. But um but I've even forgotten my point now. But basically, yeah, like, it was just a film that just crossed so many boundaries. It just crossed yeah. so many. It was just so <laughs> wide-reaching, but there was so much uh, in it. It bad. tried to make white people, like, come through. Oh, that was the point I was trying to make. I felt like it was an opportunity for white people to genuinely empathize with a black character like not in the oh look at the poor little black man yeah don't you think he should be a free man not a slave not in that way but just on a level as like yeah yeah this is what we go through you know yeah 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 i get what you're saying and even when you think about the fact that this was all put into a horror film it was like the perfect metaphor it was a perfect genre as well exactly you know what i mean it's like everything in a horror film that makes you think hey wait this is making me feel uncomfortable yeah like that's your everyday life sometimes when you're around like a bunch of and the fact that it was a horror it, it allowed that what was going on like the whole the whole context of it to be explored in the way that it was because if it was marketed say as like a more a comedy or something yeah. serious film it would kind of lose some of the impactfulness yeah. of what was actually going on but the yeah. fact that it was a horror it that's like listen now we're gonna have to talk about this afterwards because obviously we can't say spoilers yeah. now but there's certain things that there's bits that i just want to rehash like <laughs> like the film was just sick and it was just sick in a way it just showed the intelligence of the writer and the director yeah it was true to the black experience, but not in a way that was patronizing no. and not in a way that made it completely foreign to <laughs> other white audiences yeah. as well. Like the film, like guys, you have to watch the oh, film. I'm and this isn't, I just uh, remembered something. <laughs> this isn't like, oh, watch, watch, support our people because then we get nah, the black forget that. And you know what the thing that I realized? It was like, at one point, I was like, rah, this could almost be classed as a quote-unquote black film but it hasn't been marketed because there was so much there was a lot of like black okay there was a lot of white people in the film but outside of the creepiness everyone else was black do you know what i mean this feels like spoiler territory no 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 okay okay let me just leave go go and watch go and watch it man because it is such a good film it Mm. is such it is like it's a, it's definitely interesting. It is so one. and it, there's comedic and moments watching with as people well. like that are just like will enjoy it, yeah, and just be shouting and everything. <laughs> there's like comedic moments funny. which yeah. don't overshadow the general thing, yeah, but help to ease because me, I don't even like horror films. I, I mean, don't watch them. Please, I I've not been to the cinema. How long? I don't go to cinema to watch horror films. I don't even no, watch horror. I films. I don't watch horror films. Me neither. I was literally sitting there like I'm kind of shook, you know, because I don't know why I've come to watch this horror film because. 
but I enjoyed it and the comedic moments helped to like break up the tension yeah, a little exactly. bit yeah. it was like okay cool like, let, me just, <laughs> let me just relax now before the next like madness but the film is sick guys yeah. so like I don't know how many times I've said go and watch this like maybe we should like like play the podcast backwards record a hidden message and play it forwards <laughs> so to get you to go and watch what? the film watch the film watch get out watch the film watch it oh, film watch this film watch this, this watch film out get what? watch that out get watch <laughs> <laughs> like seriously is it oh, i just want to watch it again like i came out this thing i was like i want to watch that again man i want to watch it again yeah i'll watch it again right i'll now. watch it again but i wouldn't pay to watch it again Ah, because those are cheap. <laughs> Man, boy, this, 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 you should this, go Peckham, you know. You know how much I pay for two tickets in Peckham? No, it's cheap though, I know. How much was it, it now? It was like 9 98 What? What? On a, what? 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 Oh, it was calm. Is it? It was actually, I mean, the screens are smaller than yeah. like your Odeons or your view. But yeah. it was calm. Like, no, the screen also in because um, it was like, yeah, it was, it was fine. It was normal. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't a massive screen though. The one I saw it at, it wasn't a massive screen, but rah, is that what I'm saying these days? Because Ritzy do like him on, and then Clapham Pictures. They do like days where it's like seven quid, and that's when I was usually yeah, trying to go and Ritzy stuff. Yeah, because Ritzy is like a madness. Like yeah. I wanna support. No, cinema is a madness. Like I don't go cinema. No, like true. unless it's just like buy one get one free or like a cheap thing. Yeah, forget that. But um, get out is worth it, guys. Yeah, it's worth it's it. Worth it. Um. Yeah, that's it really for this week, isn't it? For this it, month, because I want to talk about the details. Yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> I just want to kind of let's round up and then we can talk about yeah. the film afterwards. So, yeah. um, guys, thanks for listening as thanks always. For listening. Um, support us by retweeting, sharing. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Tolls Times Jindela. That's also our hashtag. Um, get involved with the conversation if you feel like saying something. Yeah, use hashtag, hashtag. Tolls Times Jindela. Yeah, and also follow us on Twitter. Yeah, at a Tolls Live. Mm-hmm. at Jandela mm-hmm. and yeah man stay cool moisturise your skin oh my gosh share butter for share everything butter. drink your water and yeah we'll see you at some point next month yes see you later bye, bye.